y'all there. What's up? What's good, Hennessy and Tea Sippers? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Chronicles of She. It is the one and only queen, Taylor Cathy, in the motherfucking building with a brand new episode for you guys. First, I would like to say Merry Christmas. We are in December. <sighs> I just spent a nice time with my best friend, got some hot chocolate, and I'm ready to deliver the tea and Hennessy to you guys. We got a long, we got a long topic tonight. And some, a lot of faces to talk about. We're also going to be talking about Travis Scott's stupid ass. First off, I would like to give my sincerest condolences to Nick Cannon. His son, Zen, passed away this week. And I just want to send my condolences out to him. I'm very sorry for your loss, Nick. And I'm praying for your family. Rest in peace, little Zen. Support baby. Let me tell you, 2021 has been hard it's also been good, but still, the Grim Reaper is always upon us. Always, always upon us, and it sucks. It really does. Well, to lighten up the mood, we are going to be talking about the Hennessy first, honey. We're talking about the Hennessy. Well, it's a little tea and a little bit of Hennessy. We're starting off with Cardi B, y'all. Cardi B came out against Tasha K's fuckery after Tasha K went on her show and said that Cardi B had herpes and talked about Cardi's daughter also being affected by herpes. And you already know, Cardi B does not fuck around when it comes to her child or her image. Now, Cardi, she knows that she can roll with the punches, but baby, when it's time to clap back, she claps back fucking hard. She claps back fucking hard and... She did not waste no time reading Tasha K to filth. For those of you who don't know who Tasha K is, Tasha K is a YouTuber reporter who is the messiest of the messiest. She has covered the R. Kelly series, and she also talks a lot of shit about Cardi B and given a lot of false information, and she's a known bully in the YouTube community. But it comes down to information, and she steals. So I have to say, Tasha K got what she got what was coming to her with this when you talk shit you better be prepared for the clap back because baby she clapped back so you want to say that cardi b has herpes well cardi provided information and she provided the proof that she is std free this is from the vibe in the latest twist in Cardi B's defamation case against vlogger slash YouTube personality Tasha K, the megastar rep- responded to a request from a judge to share her STD results by claiming she already provided proof of negative tests for herpes and HPV three months ago. If this is true, it would strengthen her case against Tasha K, who Cardi sued for maliciously spreading false rumors about her in 2019, including accusations of drug abuse, carrying STDs, and prostitution. The rapper recently hopped in the comments of an Instagram post from Neighborhood Talk discussing the bad blood between herself and Tasha K, revealing she's already disproven the false claims levied against her. The test results been already turned in three months already. However, her lawyers requested her of all for all of the, my medical records, which got denied by the judge. The up record, the up rapper wrote, 
Only herpes and HPV will be for the trial as judge requested. The uprapper continued in the comments adding, and for the people who lack comprehension reason, why I sued in the first place is because I wanted to publicly prove that these diseases and claims this woman made about me are false and I'm willing to do anything and everything to prove it. Thanks. The saga between Cardi B and Tasha K began in 2019 when Cardi sued the popular talking head for $75 million for defamation, a bit with the offer to drop the suit if Tasha were to publicly retract all of her derogatory statements. Tasha rebuffed Cardi's offer, instead countersuing for $3 million, alleging that Cardi used members of the Bloods gang in attempts to intimidate her. Tasha's suit was ultimately thrown out by the judge due to a lack of evidence. The trial between Tasha K and Cardi B is scheduled to begin on January 5th, 2022. I knew that bitch was gonna fucking get her comeuppance at some point. I'm glad because I I do not like Tasha K. She is a bully and she's a fucking colorist. For a dark-skinned woman to hate on women in her community and in the latin community is very disgusting and the fact that you keep talking about what is between cardi's legs is bullshit cardi may not be your cup of tea but to say that she has herpes and hpv says a lot about you as a woman that you are not comfortable within yourself and cardi has the things that you want like you're already successful as a youtube reporter but you're also known for stealing people's content what's up with that and yet you're talking shit about her it's a bunch of fucking bullshit if you ask me i can't stand when females talk so much shit about a woman's sexuality saying oh i know she got this i know she got that with what proof were you in the room when she was fucking the dude or when he was eating her pussy or sucking his dick. Whichever. To say that, oh, she's a hoe, she's a slut, she's got STDs. I hate that shit. Why do you all have to assume? Why do y'all gotta assume that a woman is a slut? By the way she dresses and who she sleeps with. A woman can sleep with a man one time and automatically, oh, she's a slut. This double standard shit gets on my damn nerves seriously it's a bunch of bullshit and when women who are women like cardi who are comfortable with their sexuality get the most heat because they're uh, they're not ashamed and the fact that cardi has to take this bitch to court to prove that her her pussy is that her pussy is clean it's bullshit but i'm rooting for cardi and i hope that she takes Tasha for everything that she's got because she has talked a lot of shit on people and lied on people. For real. Get your fucking facts straight, ho. For real. Tasha made the outrageous allegations in a podcast tell on Cardi B at the height of her blossoming career as a rapper. Tasha K, on the other hand, countersued Cardi B, where she alleged that Cardi B had directed her fans to send her death threats. The countersuit was, however, recently dismissed. The judge declined to rule on Cardi B's case and instead said a jury should make a decision on the defamation claims. The judge who previously addressed Tasha K's claims said that the blogger submitted video evidence that allegedly showed plaintiff has had at least admitted to being a prostitute and to her use of drugs. 
Tasha K also submitted a second video where it appears that the plaintiff is discussing engaging in sexual acts for money. In that same video, plaintiff discusses her use of drugs and about having to pop pills sometimes when necessary. The judge noted of the second video. Meanwhile, Cardi also gave an update on the case, dropping in, dropping in to leave a comment what she did for the neighborhood talk. She said that the results were already submitted three months ago. Her lawyers requested for all of my medical records, which got denied by the judge. Only Herbie's and HPV will be for the trial. She later added that the reason why I sued in the first place is because I wanted to publicly prove, wanted to publicly prove that these diseases and claims this woman made about me are false and I'm willing to do anything and everything to prove it. Cardi B, who is married, recently gave birth to her second child, a baby boy shared with her husband, Migos rapper Offset. She and she's trying to be a mother here. She's trying to raise her children and she's got and now she's got to go to court. So, baby, it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. and It's in fucking sane. Hey, so, but there's also good news for Cardi as well, amid the scandal. Cardi B is now the creative director, the first female creative director for Playboy magazine. Yep, I said it. A woman, the first woman appointed creative director of a nationally ranked male magazine. It is a dream come true to officially join the Playboy family. I can't believe this is real, Cardi B said in a statement. On Wednesday, we told you about Cardi B's increasingly accolades and entrepreneurial ventures. Now, according to the latest announcement from Playboy, the up artist will be adding another title to her repertoire, creative director in residence for Playboy. Per a press release sent to The Root, this role will see the invasion a privacy rapper, provide artistic direction across co-branded fashion and sexual wellness merchandise collections, digital editorial, experimental activations. She'll also serve as founding creative director and a founding member of Playboy's upcoming creator-led platform, Centerfold. Expressing her excitement about the new role, Cardi B said in a statement, it is a dream come true to officially join the Playboy family. I can't believe this is real, said Cardi B. For as long as I can remember, I felt connected to Playboy. It's truly the original platform for uncensored creativity, and I'm in- inspired by its incredible legacy of fighting for personal freedoms. I have so many ideas already. I can't wait. I'm also excited to launch our new crea- creator-led platform, Centerfold. Creators today deserve to express themselves freely and unfiltered. They deserve to feel safe in their creativity and sexuality. And they deserve to own their future. This is what Centerfold is all about. For all those creators out there doing bold, revolutionary, truly culture-shifting things, come join me. Oh my gosh. Your girl is now the first ever creative director in residence at Playboy. Girl, I'm so proud of you. Chief Officer of Playboy Group and Con Edit. 
Cardi B is a creative genius and we are absolutely thrilled and honored to bring her immense talent and creative vision to Playboy. Through her unapologetic commitment to free expression, her dedication to lifting up artistic voices and her celebration of sex and body positivity, Cardi is the embodiment of the Playboy brand. I can't wait to see what Cardi and our team develop together with other merch, with our merchandise design, development and distribution capitalities and our best in class content production. I also can't think of a better creative visionary to partner with Part with partner with us on the launch of Centerfold. Centerfold will revolutionize the creator economy just as Playboy magazine shook up the publishing industry nearly 70 years ago. And Cardi is the perfect shepherd into this new era, he concluded. I'm so proud of you, Cardi. Girl, do your thing. And what better way to talk about women's sexuality is by an actual woman. I'm very proud of you. Let me and let me let me throw this in there. Each time a woman stands up for herself, she stands up for all women. Maya Angelou. So Cardi, I wish you the best with all your endeavors and kicking Tasha K's steak ass in the courtroom. Get her, girl. Get her. Get that fucking bitch. And you rock, Playboy. You do that shit. I'm so proud of you. Mm. Mm. Very proud of you. Oh, now moving on to more Hennessy news. Travis Scott is in some deep fucking oil. He is in some deep fucking oil amid the actual world tragedy. Oh, goodness. And as you know, little Ezra passed away and Travis has tried to pay for has tried to pay for the funeral of Ezra Blount, but he was declined, which I understand why by the family, because this is not going to bring him back and money does not solve anything. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I wanted to know, me and my friend, we got into a conversation about this. She said more than likely he's going to get away scot-free. And my opinion too, He didn't commit murder with his own hands, but he is guilty of instructing it. Let's hear what the lawyers explain what will likely happen to Travis. Travis Scott is currently the subject of hundreds of lawsuits in connection with the deadly 2021 Astro World Festival. Some lawyers have looked over the case but are not connected to the lawyers to, to the lawsuits or the Houston rapper believe it will be hard to prove he's at fault. To date, over $3 billion worth of lawsuits have reportedly been levied against Travis, Live Nation, and other parties affiliated with the catastrophic show. I think it'd be a stretch to put this on Travis Scott. Nick Rosansky, attorney at Bruce Tietz, Governor Rosansky, Sarah, and Weber, who is unaffiliated with the case, told Yahoo Finance in a story published on November 19th. Attorney Brian Sullivan of Early Sullivan, Wright Geyser, and McRae also agreed with that assessment, specifically in the $75,000 million lawsuit recently filed by Houston lawyer Tony Busby on behalf of 125 victims. 
Sullivan, who is also unaffiliated with the case, believes proving Travis to be liable will be difficult in court because a plaintiff would have to prove Travis incited the violence directly. Therefore, things like past behavior and lyrical content are not enough to stand up in court. You can be a very violent person in an area where there was a fight but not have thrown a punch, Sullivan said. The law requires him to engage in specific conduct that incited the incident. What did he do at Astroworld that night? That's the question the courts will be asking. Let's see. He put out a tweet saying to bum rush through the gates and to surge the crowd mm-hmm that's what he did and there's probably more that we don't know about either but let's continue Sullivan concluded that Travis likely will be dismissed from the case as long as no more damaging evidence comes to light while Travis may not see a major hit in his pockets from the law lawsuits Rosansky believes Travis may have a difficult time getting booked in the future without many stipulations instead of the venue or entertainment company footing the bill for additional security and special insurance all those costs would be allocated to Travis according to Rosansky. In the wake of the tragic festival, which resulted in 10 deaths after a large section of 50,000 people in attendance surged forward, crushing dozens, Travis and his team have been doing what they can what they can to address the situation. The rapper has refunded the attendees who paid for tickets as well as paying for the funerals of those who died. He also he is also offering to pay for therapy for those who lived through the catastrophe. An investigation into who is at fault is still ongoing. Houston Fire Chief Samuel Penna has come out and said that Travis should have stopped the show once he saw the mass disruption in the crowd. Rats for the rapper have countered that Travis had no authority to end the show. Public enemies Chuck D recently came to Travis's defense saying the fault of the disaster should not fall on the rapper. On November 3rd, 2015, police raided Little Wayne's Miami Beach mansion with a levy warrant, which is used to seize property due to unpaid debts in re relation to a judge's ruling that the rapper to be ordered to pay $2 million to jet leasing company signature group in a civil suit. Little Wayne, who was not at home during the time of the raid, would comment on the raid via Twitter, writing, It's like two... Like today to that make me everything, even myself. But I guess this that thinks I get sometimes it's tough to be tough to be it's tough to be tough and even tougher to be me. He also referred to the women in his immediate family as um, his motivation for pushing on. OK. OK. Yeah, that was um, that was from a police raid, but let that be an example to what could possibly be coming. Thinking about like what what there is to come with these with these lawsuits because they might be looking through his home. <sighs> now I want to set some light on little Ezra. I can't help but look at his little face and just he should be here today. He should be. Goodness. Here we go. 
Parents of Ezra Blount, the nine-year-old who died after attending Travis Scott's Astral Festival, are declining the rapper's offer to pay for their son's funeral. Attorneys for Scott told lawyers representing Ezra's father, Treston Blount, that the Out West rapper wanted to pay for the child's funeral expenses in November 24 letter obtained by USA Today. The letter added that Scott footing added that Scott footing the bill would have no effect on Mr. Blount's lawsuit. Ezra's family declined the financial offer in an email response from attorney Bob Hillard sent the same day. The loss of a child is like a faucet of unimaginable pain that has no handle off, no off handle. Hillard wrote, your client's offer is declined. I have no doubt Mr. Scott feels remorse. His journey ahead will be painful. He must face and hopefully see that he bears some of the responsibility for this tragedy. Ezra was the youngest and 10th person to die in connection to the November 5th musical festival, where a large crowd surge pushed toward the stage as Scott performed packing people, people so tightly together they couldn't breathe. Ezra's heart, lungs, and brain were injured in the melee. He was taken to a Houston hospital and placed in an induced coma. His grandfather, Baron Blount, said, Ezra and his father, Treston Blount, traveled from out of town to attend the concert and spend quality time together, Baron said last week. They were expecting to come and have a good time with each other, bond as father and son, and it turned into a tragic event because of the negligence of others, Baron Blount told the Associated Press. The Powell family hired attorney Ben Crump in addition to Hillard to file a lawsuit on behalf of Tristan Blount against Live Nation Entertainment, Scott, and others. The other nine victims ranged in from ages 14 to 27. Roughly 50,000 people attended the concert. There is now Travis is now denying legal liability in the Astral World tragedy. We'll talk about that after a quick music break. So stay tuned for the fuckery. Like this. I'm in the clouds now. Through 
titties like woo. Smoke got me dizzy, but I'm cool, steady chillin'. Ain't no tellin' where a nigga might go. New kicks fresh out the box. Work so hard to stay off the block. Come roll with me to the other side. Come roll with me to the other side. I'm bothered by you niggas, I am so zen. Add to the fact you can't match my pen. Silly rabbit insecure, thought I wanted this chick. Could've had his side piece though, that's real shit Could give a fuck about a lame, that's always been the vibe I'ma forever be me, 365 Got a date with destiny, I love the way she tastes All excited, pussy throbbing when I grab her waist She say I'm nasty, leaning on the whip with the blunt lit I work hard to live free, fuck all the dumb shit These niggas say they outside, but duck in the smoke A bunch of bozos that ain't got nowhere to go I'm a clock cleaner, you a pop diva, there's a difference If you're scared, go to church, link up with your reverend I blow gray clouds, I'm a perfect storm Unstoppable, this ain't what you want I'm in the clouds now Tea. I hope you guys enjoy that music break. <sighs> Kylie and Travis are not taking the liability of the Astral tragedy seriously. And why would they? Because they're fucking sticking rich. But baby, <sighs> I'll aim for a rude awakening. Also, the cover of the former of the former cover for W that has Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner on it was also leaked. But we're going to save that for later. Let's get back into the Tennessee right now. Travis Scott denied legal liability in the Astroworld tragedy and requested to dismiss the multiple lawsuits against him days after his offer to cover funeral costs was rejected. Travis Scott has sparked outrage after new court documents revealed he generally denies the allegations filed against him following the actual tragedy last month. Travis Scott has made his first legal response to several of the lawsuits filed against him in the wake of the Astral World tragedy. Ten people were killed during a crowd surge that occurred during Scott's performance on November 5th at NRG Park in Houston. Hundreds of other concertgoers were left with severe injuries. 
Fan footage shared by attendees of the festival showed Scott appearing to encourage the crowd to participate in mosh pits, while several witnesses' testimonies further detailed numerous people being crushed and trampled by one another in the crowd. After the show was officially declared a mass casualty incident, Scott continued to play on for a reported 37 minutes. However, sources close to the rapper have maintained that he only found out about the severity of the situation hours and hours after the concert while you were at Dave and Buster's with your family. In the wake, in the weeks since the tragedy, Scott, who headlined and produced the annual event, has been named as a defendant in over 200 lawsuits. Many have cited negligence and the encouragement of violence, among other harms. The majority of the lawsuits have been filed against Scott and various connected companies, including Cactus Jack Records and Live Nation, by the families of the victims, as well as security guards at the event. According to reports, the lawsuits are seeking a collective sum of roughly $3 billion in damages. In paperwork filed in response to the multiple suits, Scott has made his first legal response. On December 6th, Scott, via his attorneys, requested to be dismissed from 11 lawsuits filed against him. According to court documents obtained by various media outlets, including Rolling Stone, Vulture and People. Scott and his company generally deny the allegations made in the the suits and respectfully request that the claims against these defendants be dismissed with prejudice. A representative for Scott reportedly maintained that the rapper is not legally liable for the tragedy before adding that he'll likely file more dismissal requests. Several of the the festival's promoters and connected companies, including Live Nation, Scoremore, Harris County Sports, and Convention Corporations, further denied all allegations made against them. In light of the tragedy and multiple suits filed against him, Scott's immediate request for dismissal has elicited a negative response from fans. People need to be held responsible for their part in the actual world tragedy, wrote one person. So much for that apology, another echoed. Similarly, Scott faced backlash two weeks ago when he was pictured out on a golf trip with other A-list celebrities in his first public outing since the tragedy. In a series of photos that quickly went viral on Twitter, Scott was seen with Mark Wahlberg, Michael Jordan, Kris Jenner's boyfriend, Corey Gamble, and actors Saeed Tamogi in Southern California on November 23rd. Look at this stupid motherfucker. Oh my. Scott's casual public appearance amid the ongoing con- controversy caused outrage among fans, with some accusing the rapper of acting like nothing happened. Y'all got the right idea. Mm-hmm. You got the right idea. Prior to this, Scott had addressed the tragedy in two statements posted to Twitter and Instagram on November 6th and 7th. In both accounts, he maintained that he was absolutely devastated by the events that had taken place before pledging a commitment to help assist and support the families in need. Notice how there wasn't a sorry in there. 
Elsewhere, Scott offered to cover the cost of the funerals for those who died at the concert while providing one month's free therapy for one month's free therapy for survivors in brand partnership. One month's free therapy. What? That's that's a lifetime of therapy. What the fuck? You little stupid son of a bitch. Okay. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. However, his proposal has since been rejected by some of the victims' families. Yes. Good. Last week, the family of Ezra Blount, a nine-year-old boy who died following injuries he sustained at the festival, declined Scott's offer to pay for the funeral. Blount was believed to be the youngest victim of the tragedy. The Bout family's lawyer, Bob Hillard, reportedly wrote in a letter to Scott's attorney, Your client's offer is declined. I have no doubt Mr. Scott feels remorse. His journey ahead will be painful. He must face and hopefully see that he bears some of the responsibility for this tragedy. Following the suit, several other families of victims who died at or following the festival have recently rejected Scott's funds. Some allegedly called his offer an attempt to lessen public pressure rather than a genuine display of remorse. Philip Corboy, the attorney for the families of 21-year-olds Jacob Jurnick and Franco Patino, alleged that the families realized quickly that all Scott was trying to do was trying to lessen the public outcry on his case. Meanwhile, the attorney for the family of 14-year-old John Hilgert, Richard Mittiff, said, this family is set on making change and ensuring this never happens at a concert again. I find offering to pay for funerals frankly demeaning and really inappropriate to the magnitude of the tragedy that unfolded. Mm-hmm. He's trying to save his own ass. He's just trying to save his own ass. There's really no compassion. If you're offering to pay for the funeral and one month therapy where the fuck did you even get that from and the companies connected to this yeah they're suffering bad what the i really would like to know in your mind like what was this travis what was this gonna do for you what was this going to do for you in the long run you're not thinking about them you are not thinking about these families you're thinking about how am i gonna get out of this fast enough without getting hurt one month therapy you have got to be out of your mind and dismiss it as prejudice get out of here it is not here mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. and as for that spread in w it was leaked okay so or maybe the kardashians paid off the company to allegedly leak it who knows? Let's take a look. Oh, would you look at that? Oh, look at all. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Fucking, fucking fancy. Fucking, fucking fancy, bitches. Beauty mogul Kylie Jenner and rapper Travis Scott are in the news again as their unseen cover photo has gone viral. Travis and Kylie were supposed to appear on an American fashion magazine, but W Magazine reportedly put them on ice and decided to hold the printed copies after Astral World Tragedy. The Paris cover photo was leaked and has become the talk of the town. The video of the alleged cover photo shows a pregnant Kylie and Travis with Stormy in a sweet pose. 
In the photo, the rapper appears to be listening to their unborn child's heartbeat. The cover may not sit well to well the families of the 10 people who lost their lives during Travis Scott's concert. We editors have cleared any planned coverage of Travis and Kylie from their website. But the magazine was already printed and now they are trying to stop the delivery trucks, a W Insider told Page Six. It added in light of what happened at Astroworld, the interview and cover line seem inappropriate to say the least. The families of the victims of Astroworld tragedy are reportedly angry at Travis and have rejected his offer to cover funeral expenses and they are not alone. Good God. Why do I feel like this has Chris's, um, this is, that this is the work of Chris Jenner because she has to, she has to keep appearances for Kylie. That's how I feel. Man, I got all the Kardashians up in here tonight to talk shit, shit. And looks like Chloe has sparked some tea about her and this about Kylie and Travis's relationship. Chloe Kardashian breaks silence on claim Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott aren't dating amid second pregnancy. Ooh, okay. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott haven't personally commented on their relationship status in over a year now, but Jenner's sister, Chloe Kardashian, set the record straight in a TikTok comment after W Magazine's scrap cover story on Scott and Jenner came out in print and reported that they weren't actually a couple right now. TikTok user Angels Franco shared a video pointing out that part of the cover story said Travis and Kylie seemed very comfortable under the sheets, but even though they will soon have two children together, their daughter Stormy is three. They are not a couple and haven't been in two years. Photos from the photo shoot appeared in the TikTok of the family posing together. Chloe commented on the post saying, wow, I don't know why this magazine would write this, but they are very much a couple. Mm. The journalism site that will not be named also ran a story reporting that multiple sources with direct knowledge told the outlet that Jenner and Scott are 100% together at the moment, meaning they're romantically involved and presumably exclusive too. Not just that. But we're told they were a full-blown couple when this whole profile was coming together for W Mag. The outlet said it got a copy of the magazine and noted neither Jenner or Scott spoke in their interview about their exact status. So the journalism company that shall not be named called the writer's characterization of their relationship pure speculation. Jenner last spoke on record about her relationship with Scott in February 2020 in an interview with Harper's Bazaar. At the time, they were not together. We have such a great relationship, Jenner said of Scott. We're like best friends. We both love Stormy and want what's best for her. We stay connected and coordinated. I think about my parents in situations with Stormy, what they would do. They were very hands-on with me and I want the same for Stormy. WX plans to publish and digitally promote its new cover of the couple in the wake of Scott's Houston Astroworld Festival tragedy where 10 people died due to crowd surge during his performance and hundreds more were injured. Scott is facing legal repercussions with the rapper being named along with Apple Music, Drake, Live Nation, and NRG Stadium in 
one two billion lawsuit representing 282 victims scott has maintained he was unaware of what was happening during his show and today his lawyers moved to have one suit against him dismissed according to court docs of the journalism company that shall not be named a spokesperson for w told buzzfeed about not running his cover story on the couple online the issue was photographed and printed prior to the tragic events in Houston. W will not be posting the cover. But it's out there. It is fucking out there. They're together, they're together. That means they're going to weather the shitstorm together. They will weather it to motherfucking together. But they need to... Sweetheart, you are already in hot water with your company. And if you keep this man around, he is your he is the father of your children. But I should say watch your back. And for them to say it's going to take a lot to prove his his behavior that he was the cause of the surge in the actions at the concert. Look back at his past concerts. This is nothing new. He was warned twice. He was arrested twice for inciting riots. There is a lawsuit against him from another concert goer who is paralyzed from the waist down now. And there's 282 victims who are injured. Yeah, that that's enough to build a case. And and the bodyguard. And that security guard who quit the day of the concert. Listen to them. And since we're talking about the Kardashians, Khloe Kardashian's ex, Tristan Thompson, the father of True Thompson, got another woman pregnant. And she was his personal, I think she was his personal trainer. And, well, she is pregnant. Her name is Marley Nichols. Tristan allegedly wanted Marley Nichols to get an abortion. Let's talk about this. Tristan Thompson wanted his alleged baby mama and personal trainer, Marley Nichols, to get an abortion after finding out she was pregnant, according to court docs. Nichols, via her attorney, filed a legal request to submit text messages purportedly sent between her and Thompson as evidence for her paternity lawsuit against him. And in the request obtained by page six, she claims he wanted her to terminate the pregnancy. It is also apparent from the context that substance of these communications that they are from Tristan to Marley, which reflects that Tristan is addressing the party's relationship and even with respect to her pregnancy, insisting that she get an abortion and threatening that she will get next to nothing with lesser support requirements in Texas, the documents read. The documents the document notes that Thompson denied sending any of the messages, but also claims his contact information is present in the messages. You know how I feel. My feelings haven't changed at all. Won't be involved at all. By the way, if you think having this baby is going to make you some money, it's completely wrong. You are aware that I'm retiring after this season. So in terms of support, it will be whatever is required monthly for someone who's unemployed. It's Texas, so it will be only a couple hundred dollars. So you better off taking this 75K I'm offering because you won't get nothing near with what I'm ha with having a kid with a father who's unemployed. 
all you will have is a baby with a father who has zero involvement with the child and a few hundred dollars of child support a month. Wow. Nichols' attorney declined to comment. Attorney for Trist for Thompson haven't returned page six numerous requests for comment. Nichols, who moved from Houston to Los Angeles, is suing Thompson for child support despite the fact that her baby has yet to be born. Though she is due December 3rd, which was last week, the baby was allegedly conceived on Thompson's 30th birthday in March when he and Chloe were still dating. Thompson admitted to having sex with Nichols several times at a hotel after the pair attended a party together, according to a declaration included in the filing. He filed a request obtained by Page Six demanding she take a paternity test in July. As of November 15th, she had not taken a test, but in subsequent filing, he said he would pay child support if the child was his. Oh, God. Messy, 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 messy. Damn, Tristan. First, you tried to fuck around with Jordan. You got Jordan ostracized from the Kardashian clan, which um, I, which Jordan is really not, which is really not bugged about it. She's off doing her own thing. You, you, you fucked around with your personal trainer, got her pregnant, and now you're saying, oh, I don't want no part of it. And because you're retiring, like, and I'm not going to have anything to do with the child. That says a lot about you. But if the child is not yours, then you really don't have to do nothing. But time will tell. Time will tell. And that baby is here now. That baby's here now. So, yeah, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have a lot of explaining to do, my friend. A lot of fucking explaining to do. A lot of fucking explaining to do. Because True going to be a big sister if that baby is yours. All right, y'all. We're going to take ourselves another music break. When I come back, we're going to talk about John Shell, John Shell Alexander. Stay tuned. Been like, no, no, my struggles, they don't know. 
Talk shit about you. I've been solid, can't nobody second guess it. Leonidas on the hill, yelling my profession, battling depression, all while progressing. Still kept a smile when I couldn't get a mention. I'll admit I'm broken, still in forward motion. Same time feeling like I'm drowning in the ocean. Giving loyalty and not getting any return. Giving energy when I had zero to burn. Didn't value myself, didn't value my soul. Giving pieces to everybody till I wasn't whole. So when you look at me, don't fucking think you know better. I was torn apart, then put back together. They don't know what my struggle been like, no, no. They don't know what my struggle been like, no. I hope you guys enjoyed that music break. We are now back and we are going to be talking about a child actor that passed away this month. Her name is Jonchelle Alexander. She starred as Joy Strong in the Oscar nominated movie Beast of the Southern Wild when she was 12 years old. She was fatally shot over last week in New Orleans. Jonchelle Alexander, who played a supporting role in the Oscar-nominated movie Beast of the Southern Wild, was shot and killed in New Orleans, Louisiana over the weekend. She was only 22 years old. Police say that Alexander was with a male companion Saturday night, according to WWL-TV, when both were shot while sitting inside the vehicle around 9 p.m. The unnamed man was able to drive himself to the hospital, but Alexander was pronounced dead at the scene. She would light up any room. She was feisty. She was jazzy. She, uh, she always wanted to be girly. Her mom, Shelly, told WWL-TV. Alexander was the youngest of three children, according to CBS News, and leaves behind a one-year-old daughter named Davini Robinson. She would never star in another movie after Beast of the Southern Wild. The film was about a poor, uh, poor South Bayou community with a cast of native louisians it went on to win grand grand jury prize at the sundance film festival and was nominated for four academy awards we incorporated a part in the film that was very much inspired by her said beast of the southern wild director ben zilton 
A lot of the lines were written by her and so much of the character grew out of John Shell was, of who John Shell was. Her character in the film is named Joy Strong, which always seemed like a perfect description of John Shell. She was a really bright burning light. Alexander's character was a friend of the protagonist named Hush Puppy, played by a six-year-old Quantine, Quantine Wallace. After the movie, Alexander went on to dance and cheerlead in high school and be a hostess at restaurants. Ziltlin described her as an absolute, one-of-a-kind, unforgettable, and force-of-nature human being. WWLTV reports that Alexander was an unintended victim of the shooting that seemed to target a friend. Investigators are still looking for a suspect. I hope they find him. I feel so bad for this girl. I'll pray to God that they find her killer and she will be and that she she rests in peace. Man, I'm tired of these young people dying. For real. Like she is such I would have to I gotta watch that movie. I have to I have to see what they're talking about. Cause she sounds like a very amazing young lady. I really I gotta watch that. So rest rest in peace, John Shell. Poor baby. Alright. Next up, we got some beef in the versus battles. Between 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Woo, baby. Uh, this is from XXL Magazine. A fight broke out between 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony during their versus hits battle that nearly derailed the whole event. The two groups went head-to-head on Thursday night, December 2nd, live from the Hollywood Palladium in Hollywood, California. However, things got a little heated during the fourth round, resulting in a huge fight. The moment happened after Bone finished performing the rap weed melody, Buddha Lovers. Busy Bone appeared to be angry with DJ Paul and Gangsta Boo for slow dancing in a mocking fashion during his group's performance. Following the song, Busy addressed 3-6 Mafia before letting them continue. Before we even get started, you ugly motherfuckers not going to be mocking me when I'm on this motherfucking stage, Busy snapped. Like straight the fuck up. Juicy responded, nigga, suck my dick, which prompted Busy to throw a mic at the group. Both crews then ran at each other to meet at mid-stage. Blows were thrown before they were separated and the show paused. Following the dust-up, the show was halted for about 15 minutes, while people in attendance and those watching live wondered if things would start back up. They eventually did, without Busy on stage. After a few more rounds, Busy returned and apologized for the disturbance. It appears Busy may have come into the battle on edge. In the days leading up to the versus, ba- versus hits battle, Busy had been calling out 3-6 Mafia on Instagram, accusing them of being devil worshippers and daring them to denounce Satan during the battle. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Uh, now you got your money and you want to act like... Like nobody can call you out on it. Y'all got me fucked up. I say what I want when I want. I ain't saving you niggas because you don't want to be saved. There ain't a knob you can slob on change. The fact y'all use that shit for fame. 
now through Jesus Christ and all things are possible, but you want to prove y'all not the y'all not some devil worshiping punk ass niggas that denounce Satan on this big ass platform tonight. Challenge you all. Now everybody, let's see what they do. If they do not exact do not denounce Satan tonight, it is safe to say they know exactly what they are doing and who they are using and what they are using it for. Also, one more Ouija board reference like that covers the toll and I'ma crack that bitch on top of one of you fucking niggas heads it's not Ouija and Harmony hoes so shut that shit up understand me now let's see if 3-6 denounces Satan tonight live pressure Woo! shit damn Check out the wild fight during the 3-6 Mafia, Bones and Thugs, Harmony versus Hits Below. Lord, Busy Bone just got to ruin it for everyone. Oh, Lord, help me. This is some crazy ass shit. Ah, damn. 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 Ooh. Nate, he wasn't playing the fuck around. He was not playing the fuck around. You better put some respect. Don't be worshiping. Do not be worshiping the devil on this stage. It will get you fucked up. Lord, help me. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, This was not on topic for tonight. I'm moving on from this one. But damn. Yeah, they need to get it together. All of them need to get it together. This was not on topic for tonight, but I really do need to talk about it. Faith Evans and Stevie J are getting a divorce. Stevie says that he caught Faith in bed with his best friend. And there's a video online of him abusing her. Just throwing stuff at her. Like, it's fucking insane. Really, bro? Really? Really? I want to talk about this real quick. In yet another turn of events in the ongoing divorce drama between singer-songwriter Faith Evans and third husband Steve Stevie J. Jordan, the producer is petitioning his soon-to-be ex-wife for monthly for a monthly stipend. In court documents obtained by Blast, under the section, wait, under the section marked spousal or domestic partner support, the boxes spousal or domestic partner support to and petitioner were checked off as terminate and the court's ability to award support to and respondent stevie is the petitioner and evans is the respondent additionally under the section marked separate property a box reading confirmed as separate property the assets and debts that's in and the following list were checked with no petitioner is unaware of the nature and extent of his separate property assets and debts and will amend his petition when same are certain this means jordan is acknowledging that both his and evan's property may need to be assessed <sighs> meanwhile celebrity net worth is reported that evans has a net worth of three million and jordan has a net worth of five million Evans and Jordan were married in a surprise ceremony on July 17, 2018 in Las Vegas. The couple had known each other for more than 20 years as Jordan was one of the popular in-house producers and writers for Bad Boy Records in the mid-1990s. He produced several songs for Evans, including a remix for her hit 1995 single, Soon As I Get Home. 
As previously reported, Jordan filed for divorce in early November, and just days later, Evan shared a couple shared a series of videos of the couple frolicking on a beach. Get us free, bruh, the caption read as the couple filmed themselves turning cartwheels in the sand. Evans tagged her husband in the post. The following week, Jordan released a video apologizing to his wife for talking crazy to her in a now viral clip them sprawling over her alleged infidelity. I'd like to make this video for my wife. A video was released last week that showed talking crazy to my wife, publicly humiliating my wife. He says an apology message shared in November. I'd like to apologize and say sorry that I even allowed someone to come into my home and steal a computer and be able to do that to us, Jordan. Continue. You're an amazing person. I'd like to apologize to your family. They don't deserve that either. No, she ain't cheat. I was just in the moment. You know how guys do, us guys do. I like to take the time to apologize to you, Faith, and let you know I love you and I'm here for you always. Several of Evan's recent Instagram posts are of her revealing herself the skunk to be the skunk on the hit Fox competition series, The Masked Singer. Stevie, you have five million. Why are you going after her money? And you, you were dead wrong for how you treated her in that video. She don't want to be married to you no more. That's fine. But you putting your hands on her? Fuck that shit. No. And honestly, I feel like this is payback for how you did Jocelyn. Jocelyn has her issues, but you put that, you put, you put her dirty laundry, laundry out there too. And I know what you did to Faith Evans as well from my little source. Thank you so much for that information because I did not know that. I did not know Eve Eve dated that Eve dated Stevie J back in the day and he was the one that released the sex tape so that says a lot about you Stevie so hey you read what you sow and you need to get your shit together 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 my boy together together fucking together and I didn't even know he wrote as soon as I get home see this is what happens when you're more known for your fuckery than you are for your artistry so, sorry, Stevie, you're more known for your fuckery than your artistry, and that's that's entirely your fault. You're a scorn lover, and that's your legacy. Faith, do what you gotta do to get this motherfucker out your life. All right, you guys, this has been the Chronicles of She. I'll have more for you in 2021. I hope you guys, well, actually, I'll have more for you next week. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, and I love each and every one of you. Mwah. Peace.